Hey guys, we are happy to announce we have our second sponsorship with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile-focused ticket platform that enables users to buy and sell tickets for live sports, concerts, and theater events. Use code ATC for $20 off your first purchase. Hey Against the Call listeners, you can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, and YouTube. There will be a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you tune into those. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to a special episode of Against the Call. Today, we have Riley Halton with us. Riley, how was your day going, man? Yeah, man, pretty good. No, excited to get into it, man. Yeah, exactly. Now, the thing you got to know about Riley, guys, he's a photographer for uh, University of Tennessee, um, all of their athletics. Is that right? So um, for the university itself, but for the for a student media organization on campus. All right, perfect, perfect. Now, do you want to just jump right in and tell us a little bit about that? Uh, social media media team that you work for uh, for Tennessee? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm with a student organization called the Volunteer Channel. It's a student media thing where they get on there, they have all types of like produced shows. There's a studio at the bottom of the communications building and uh, we record, you know, like full on newscasts. There's a sports show called Sports Mecca, um, a news show called Vol News. There's comedy shows that's newer. Um, yeah, they do all kinds of stuff down there. And the university is nice enough to give the student media organizations on campus, not just TVC, but uh, also like the Daily Beacon, which is our newspaper, and WTK, which is the radio station. They give all those uh, credentials for all the athletics. So uh, I, do, I have the uh, athletics uh, credential for TVC. So that gives me the opportunity to go out there, take pictures for uh, right now, I'm doing football, baseball, um, basketball, and women's basketball. Okay, perfect, perfect. So now, you mentioned the radio show. How, now, you've been on that, correct? Are you a big yeah. part Okay. Tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Awesome. How, what's that like? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's been something that, you know, going into college, I knew I wanted to do sports broadcasting, and I was leaning more towards doing, uh, doing like, TV and, you know, what I'm doing with TVC right now. Um, but one of my friends, kind of like a mentor to me, Jack Foster, kind of uh, wrote me in. He was the one that kind of wrote me into Vol News. And then he kind of, once I was in Vol News, I'd been in that for a semester. He told me, hey, you really should try Rock Solid Sports. I started that this semester and he said he loved it. So I, I was like, yeah, um, might as well. So next semester after that, I got involved and Rock Solid's been a lot of fun. Uh, we do a show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm on, last semester I was on the Monday show. This semester I'm on the Wednesday and Friday show, depending on what I got going on. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, just getting on there, talking, talking some Vol Sports. What I, I, it's not just Vol Sports. We talk, you know, whatever we feel like that day, we know whatever's going on in the sports world. Uh, but yeah, that's been a really cool opportunity. and It's a lot of fun. It's really cool guests that we get on there too. We had uh, like Teron Davenport, who does uh, Titans reporting for ESPN. He came on there once. We have a weekly show with the Knoxville Ice Bears head coach. Um, so, so that's a lot of fun. And, and we're starting up some things with the soccer scene here in Knoxville, which is, you know, really growing. Um, they have a soccer club called One Knox. And uh, that we're getting uh, started up with that. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, for sure. No, that sounds great. And uh, one thing you want to mention, like you talk a lot about 
other things outside of like Tennessee sports. The other day I gave, I gave a little listen from the YouTube and uh, you had this one guy on there. Um, I guess he's a normal, like a casual that comes on there. Uh, but he was talking about how um, he would, he would rather pick Joe Burrow uh, to be his like, or no, he'd rather have Patrick Mahomes on his team, but Joe Burrow was a better football player. I don't, do you remember this? Cause uh, I, I think that was Jack. <laughs> I think that was Jack that I was just talking about earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking, man. Um, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes all day. I think he's a better football player. I, I'm taking yeah, – his opinions are not mine, man. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes yeah. every time. I, I was going to ask you, like, so we, we kind of have a guy on our show that's like that. His name's John. Uh, but, like, <laughs> it, you need that guy, man. You need that guy to kind of say that kind of stuff. Hey, and I will say though, I, I, for the radio station, we have a po- podcast called Cover Four where we talk NFL. And I kind of had that, I was that guy for Cover Four because I said <laughs> I would want Tyreek Kill over Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and, and I still stand by that. I still that, would that's rather not have even, That's Kill not that much of a cold take. That, like, that's, yeah, that's, I, I don't feel like that one's as crazy as Joe, yeah. Bur- Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. But because <laughs> I feel like they're both kind of tier one guys, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But I think you got like Patrick Mahomes and then a gap and then everybody else. Yeah, no, for sure. And then and then on top of that, it, it, the argument itself didn't make much sense. It was just like he's a better football player uh, with the way that his play style is. But you're still saying that Patrick Mahomes has a good play style. So I don't know. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Great show that you got going on over there. But one of, one of the bigger questions I had for you is what is one of the most like popular pitchers that you've been able to take so far? Oh, man, Uh, it was probably it's on my Twitter and Hendon Hooker reposted it, but it was Hendon Hooker. He hitting this little stiff arm on a Missouri player, his last home game in Neyland. Um, He was hitting a stiff arm. It looks like the dang Heisman pose. It's really cool. Um, Got really lucky with that, you know, with, you know, the angle of that shot and just how it lined up for me. But yeah, that that's probably it. Yeah. Now, how, what was going through your head whenever you saw that repost? Man, it, it was really cool. Surreal moment, you know, because I see these guys on, on campus and whatnot. And it, it's cool, like in that. But to see them, you know, get out there on social media, he saw, you know, the picture that I took of him doing this like cool Heisman pose type thing. And I don't know, man, it, it, it's a surreal moment because, you know, I grew up a Tennessee fan. I grew up in West Tennessee watching the Vols and to see a Vol quarterback and especially one who is going to go down in history for the Vols like Hendon Hooker, you know, have that interaction with me on social media, man. It's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And that that was another question. Have you been able, while being on the field, being on the court, have you been able to talk to any players, like whether it's just a simple conversation or, you know, maybe talking about life? I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, There's a little story Uh, during the Lady Vols game, Jordan Horston, she comes crashing down onto the baseline after going up for some tough layup or something. Um, she comes crashing down onto the baseline, and I basically caught her. Um, and I was like, you good? And she was like, yeah, I'm fine. Appreciate it. Got right back up and, you know, ran down the court. But, yeah, it, I, there's little interactions like that all the time here on campus. Um, you know, I live in the athlete dorm, the athlete dorm, Stokely. Um, and a lot of them live here, and I'll just see them elevated here in the lobby. Uh, I got classes with some of them. A lot of the – I have classes with a lot of the Lady Fall players, um, I noticed. I got some classes with some of the baseball players this semester, so 
yeah, I, I see them all over campus and, you know, you'll have interactions with them, you know, say, hey, say what's up. Uh, yeah, it, it's really cool to see them up close and, you know, they're, they're just kind of doing their thing day to day. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's another thing, like you've been able to go to all of these games. Uh, what's been the best game you've been able to go to so far? I know it's got to be it's got to be Alabama, man. Oh, you it's were there. Be, okay. Yes. That's perfect. Oh, my. Yeah, God. it's got to be that. I, I've said this uh, to, to friends and family, you know, who asked me about it. There's no feeling I could ever give to describe what that night was like. <laughs> Watching Hindenhooker go back, hit that pit Brew McCoy on that pass, you know, go down with like three seconds left, kick the field goal, that little knuckleball. That just kind of spun in, man. I the the feeling and that the chart, like the whole night, all the whole week, really, just all of Knoxville was charged. But that night specifically, man, you could feel it. It was, it was electric, and that's the only word I could even possibly use to describe it. It was it, one of those things that I'm never gonna ever forget in my entire life. <laughs> now, were you a part of uh, the the goalpost at all? Did you get in on that? I, like so what happened is I kind of made a beeline towards the center of the field where where all the players and stuff are saw one of my friends just kind of randomly out there <laughs> you know we had we didn't ma- plan to meet we just kind of ran into each other on the field we're like oh hey but uh you know I was right there behind Jeremy Banks when he was lighting his cigar for the celebration and uh, I saw Josh Heupel you know standing probably the distance from me to the edge of my room you know, and, and that was really cool. Didn't, wasn't able to get over to the goalpost. That, it, it got so packed so quickly. It was like the goalpost was way over there. I was like, but I did see it. I did hit it. I did hit it as it passed by. Okay. I tapped it real quick just to, you know, say, hey, I did it. Um, But yeah, I, I watched it get carried out. It was, that was really cool. You know, you saw the crowds of people on, on the strip on Cumberland Avenue after the game. Dude, it was, it was a surreal experience. <laughs> oh, dude, you're telling me about it. I mean, you were there, but for me, I was in my dorm in UCF, and um, I was just sitting there watching this game. And then, you know, there, there's a picture that my roommate took of me. It was right after the Hidden Hooker fumble. Um, and I'm sitting there, like, my head's down. You <laughs> me, it's like classic Tennessee fan, something like that. I was like, okay, okay. But I still had this, like, little feeling in my chest. It was like, we're still going to pull this out somehow. I don't know how, but it, there's that faith that you got. And then right at the end, we're winning. There's like a video of me just jumping around, hugging everybody. Like it's, <laughs> it's a great experience. I mean, on and off the field, especially for balls fans, because hey, we could go one and you know eleven, and the one wins against Bama, the season's like complete. So it's gonna feel good. It's gonna okay. feel good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but now that's another thing too. Uh, you know, through all the highs and the few lows during the season, uh, did you? What were you feeling during that like South Carolina game? Yeah, that one was tough, man. Um, I was, I was just, I, I was just kind of watching it. It, it just kind of one of those things where it felt like it just kept getting further and further out of hand. And yeah, um, <laughs> Spencer Rattler played the best game his entire life, <laughs> um, and I, I'll give him props. I mean, he did it. But I, 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 it was one of those things where, especially with all those storylines and all that coming out the week of the game. It was one of those things where you just kind of had like a bad feeling in your gut about it. Um, so, I, yeah, it was it, it just kind of watching it. It just kind of like felt like, gosh, really, this is it. And then when Hendon went down, obviously, 
that 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 was the worst part of it because I can deal with a South Carolina loss, but you know, Hendon Hooker, that's one of those guys that you just want to see succeed, man. He's a just a genuine guy, like a a, a guy that just likes football and, and and is passionate about what he does and was really turning his career around at Tennessee and you know, has the he's still gonna go in the draft some point, but um, you know, it's one of those things where it was like you just wanted to see him succeed and that would him going down was the worst part of all that. Obviously, I got faith in Joe Milton and all that, but yeah, you you never want to see somebody go down with an injury like that, non-contact, man. It's just unfortunate. Uh, and yeah, that 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 was by far the worst part of that game, man. That sucked. Yeah, no, that that brings up another good point. Now, going into next season, is I mean, I think it's pretty much confirmed, ninety nine percent, that Joe Milton will be the starter. But do you see Nico Yamalavea like getting a start at some point during the season? Uh, yeah, I think I I don't think he'll ever get a start. Uh, but I definitely could see him getting some time, especially early on uh, some of those blowout game type games that we might have. Uh, I forget who all we have on the schedule, but, you know, we're going to have those layups, those, uh, you know, non-conference layups that you get. Um, I, I'm sure we might see him a little bit then, um, you know, limited action, maybe some fourth quarter stuff because, uh, you know, Josh Heupel smart. He's going to know he's, he's going to want to get his guys some experience running an offense especially an offense like his that is very uh it's complex and there's a lot of things for a quarterback to look for um you're going to want to get your guy some time so I definitely think we see him at some point but never as a starter I think they'll keep Joe Milton throughout the season yeah yeah I, I agree with that for sure um and Joe Milton's performance during the Clemson game that was really that was a great game for him and you know it proved a lot of doubters wrong but at the same time you know you're looking at this Clemson team they, they were short of people, but so are we. So to come out and still win by double digits, that's saying a lot in itself. And, you know, Josh Heupel has done such a great job. Now, have you been able to meet um, any of the other coaches on the football team? Have you been able to meet any coaches for the basketball team or anything like that? Uh, personally, meet them, not really. Uh, the coaches are usually a little bit kind of more distant, but obviously I've been in uh, – press conferences with them and and you see a little bit of their personality through there um kelly harper is a great interview for the women's team um tony vitello obviously great interview um he he's awesome man um josh eiffel he's very uh he's very cut and dry but hey he he knows when to when to celebrate and he was doing that um you know for alabama for, for some of those bigger wins you know Josh Heifel knows knows how Tennessee gets down. He knows how big a game like Alabama was. And he was like, yeah, it's time for us to celebrate and let these guys celebrate. Um, so, yeah, I, met, I haven't met any of the coaches themselves personally. But, um, yeah, you get to see a little bit of their personality through those press conferences and things like that. Super nice, yeah. Now, with Tony Vitello, uh, the first baseball game starting tonight, now this will be released tomorrow, but first game is tonight against Arizona at 8 p.m., uh, now, uh, in general, how do you see the baseballs doing this season? Yeah, I feel like they're um, they're rated a little highly to start the season. I don't think they're number two in the nation, um, but I definitely I don't see them, you know, dropping, you know, unnecessary games. I think that they're, they're going to be a good team. They're going to beat a lot of teams. They're going to win a lot of series this season. Um, that's just the nature. Tony Vitello is an awesome, awesome coach, man. He, he's he, he, he's great at what he does. And. He's got, we still have, you know, Chase Burns, uh, Chase Dolander and um, Drew Beam, you know, that that three man three headed monster 
you, you can't discredit that. Vols, Vols are still going to be a very good uh, defensive team. They're not going to give up a ton of runs with those guys at the mound. Um, so I don't see them, you know, having some tremendous fall off, but they did lose a lot of their bat power uh, to the to the MLB draft this offseason. So um, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be a clean one-to-one. They're going to keep on that same pace that they were, but I definitely don't see them falling off a cliff either. They're a ranked team for sure. They should stay ranked throughout the entire season. Um, I don't see that changing, but I don't know if they're number two, you know? Yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, losing people, but at the same time, a lot of people are still staying. Like you said, the three-headed monster is still going to be in the building. But on top of that, um, now you said that you're going to be taking uh, pitchers at the next kind of upcoming baseball games. Now, what are one of the ones you're going to be going to? Uh, I try to go to most of the home ones, home series. Might not go to all of the uh, non-conference games just because it's very, it gets really cold, man. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll go to all of the non-conference games. I'll try to go to the home opener. Um, I believe it's like Alabama A&M or, or something like that. Um, I'll try to go to that, and, and I'll go to most of the – I'll go to all the SEC games that are at home, obviously. Um, and, and, yeah, uh, I, I try to I try to balance out between going because there are other people that I, that want to do some things on the credential this semester um, that I haven't got to do it in the past. So, obviously, I'm going to try to balance that out with them. Um, get some more people some time doing what I because you know I've done it before I've got plenty of experience doing it get some other people some experience doing it as well um, so yeah just trying to balance that and go into some of those big home series man oh yeah for sure and with the basketball team you know as a late just got the big win over Alabama now there's been you know some heartbreaking buzzer beaters lately which you know th- those just those make me mad but on top of that have you been able to go to any cool basketball games this season yeah, um, that Alabama one, nuts, obviously. Um, that's probably that's probably been the best one. I've really liked the Auburn game. I know a lot of people weren't a big fan of the way that game uh, played. You know, it was very gritty, very defensive. But I love games like that, man. I love watching basketball like that where it's just gritty. They're, they're in each other's faces. Um, and, and that's certainly what that game was. And then obviously Alabama, that game, super physical super gritty lots of lots of insane performances there jemai meshag having probably the best zero point game i've ever seen um yeah that would that was nuts yeah it, I, I, if we're talking about this season i probably have to go with the alabama game okay now now you are a uh, sophomore at tennessee correct right so now last year were you a part of any cool games that happened last year or um yeah um i did the Kentucky game last year um that one was nuts probably the second loudest I've ever heard TBA behind uh this Alabama game this year um other than that I I went there were some really good uh lady ball games that I went to last semester um or last year sorry and uh baseball obviously um there were some really good series that I attended um, the Alabama series, watching Tony V get thrown out, I, I was there for that. That was insane, man. Um, and then, you know, Jordan Beck goes back and responds. It's an absolute bomb. Yeah, I'm excited for that, man. Uh, baseball is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, now, what are some of the things that you're going to be pursuing outside of college, you know, as soon as you graduate? Are there any big plans that you have in store? Uh, not 
you know, not super clear plans right now. I, I've talked to some people and I've experimented with some things. Um, I've got friends that are doing internships with uh, uh, Grizzlies writing, um, writing for the Grizzlies. I've got a friend that's uh, working with Buck Rising. I forget what the name of the station is, but, uh, you know, he does his Titan show. I've got a friend that's producing that. Um, and then I got a friend that's working with the sports animal here in Knoxville. Um, so I, I've got some I've got some friends that are in some places that, you know, I'm interested in looking at. Um, and, and obviously there are things outside of that. Jack, the guy I was talking about earlier, he's working with uh, Omaha Productions, which is Peyton Manning's production company. Um, and, you know, maybe looking at working with that because they do internships every uh, summer and winter time you know kind of in that time frame um so maybe looking at applying at that here in a couple of years or, or next year or something like that um i did a little work for uh sports illustrated affiliate for the volunteers volunteer country um they've since kind of gone under but uh because the guy that was over it left but um you know i did a little work with them that was really cool getting that experience um and so yeah you know just looking at doing things like that, just kind of getting my name out there, you know, you know, being in the room with the people that are doing this big time, you know, seeing guys like Wes Rucker, you know, everybody knows their name, everybody knows their name if they're falling, uh, Vol Sports, you know, so, you know, just kind of being in the room with those guys, Ryan Shumpert, you know, Rocky Top, uh, Insider, those guys, you know, being, being around them and learning from them, that's a big thing, uh, seeing how they do things, uh, that's been really cool, and, you know, just kind of, learning, finding my place, figuring out what I like, what I don't like, and, you know, just kind of figuring things out like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now is the, is the future open for you? Do you have like an end goal, like some, some profession that you really are trying to reach? Man, I like beyond everything, this is my original dream going into college and why I did sports broadcasting. I would want to do something like, you know, like a Stephen A. Smith first take, that type of thing, dude. I would love to have a show like that, some something like Undisputed, you know, where you just get on there and you talk and, and you say your opinions and you give out why you think your opinion's right, man. Um, that that would be like the dream job, you know, ultimate end goal. But, you know, I, I'd be happy with so much other than that. You know, there, there's a lot of great jobs in sports media that I would be perfectly happy doing. Oh, yeah. 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 And now you did mention the the Grizzlies before. Is there a like who were the professional teams that you root for? I see the Titans flag in the back, but. Right. Yeah. You see the Titans flag. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm a Grizzlies fan. Um, you know, I, for a long time, I wasn't really an NBA fan. Um, I first I was just kind of following players like I was Dame's my favorite player in the NBA. So for a while, I was just kind of following him. Um, you know, obviously, I'm following LeBron. I like LeBron, but. Uh, recently, the Grizzlies have kind of like, especially being around my boy Bryson, he's the one that works with the works with the Grizzlies. And he's a huge Grizzlies fan. He kind of wrote me in and, and, and got me more focused in on a team. He's like, you need to pick a team. I was like, all right, we'll go with the Grizzlies. And I picked a good time to jump on the Grizzlies. Yeah, I know you picked a great time. Great. Song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So seeing like John Morant, you know, he's quickly rose up my list of favorite players. I love Ja watching him play. Um, and then for baseball, Los Angeles Dodgers, always been a Dodgers fan. Um, my dad was a fan of them when they were in Brooklyn and he just kind of like passed the fandom down to me, followed them when they went to Los Angeles and, you know, I, I stayed with it there. Um, so big Dodgers fan, big Grizzlies fan, Titans fan. Um, other than that, I, I don't follow many other 
professional sports other than that. If we're uh, WNBA, I follow um, the Aces, another one that my friend Bryson kind of got me into um, because he has some family that works with the Aces. So said I'll follow the Aces as well. Um, so yeah, lot, lots of lots of really good, really good professional sports going on right now, man. Um, just hoping the Titans get it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think Ryan Tannehill is leaving? You think he's about to get out of there? There's talks about him going to the Jets. So here's what I've here's what I've said. My dream scenario is, you know, um, I think the Titans are at a point. They're at like a crossroads. They need to find the guy of the future because obviously. Tannehill is not going to be the guy to uplift the team up to that next level where you're competing with the Burrow, uh, Burrows, the Herberts, Trevor Lawrence, even, um, and obviously Mahomes. I just don't think Ryan Tannehill's that guy. He's never going to be that guy that's going to compete with those guys on that level. Um, so I think it's time the Titans need to look for the guy of the future. And there's some good quarterback classes coming up. And in this class, I mean, I think there's a great chance that a guy like Anthony Richardson or something like that falls to the Titans who, you know, not a complete project, but uh, is definitely somebody that has a ton of upside. I think if you end up with like Anthony Richardson, you keep Tannehill on for a couple more years, let Richardson grow, develop behind him, um, and then see what you got with him. And, you know, I, it, it's it's a tough situation that they're in uh, because they've got a really good defense built and uh, offense that is just kind of in shambles. But uh, I, there are a lot of directions they could go. You know, you keep Tannehill, draft offensive lineman, Paris Johnson Jr. or something out of Ohio State. You know, that would be really good for them. You know, they, they need some help on the offensive line, especially at left tackle if they let Taylor Lewan go. Um, so th there's a lot of directions they could go. Tannehill, though, I just, man, I just don't think not he's the guy. Not a fan of him? Or? I'm not, it's not that I'm not a fan. I just don't think he's the guy that's going to uplift them to that next level. I don't think he's ever going to take the Titans to a Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. So no. yeah, until they get a guy like that, I'm, I'm still in the search for a quarterback. Are you not on the Malik Willis train at all? But you're talking about. Man, I'll, I'll, I'll say I stuck on the Malik Willis train longer than most did. I was on that train for a while. And I still think it's early to give up on him. You look at how Jordan Love looked in some of his first games. Jordan Love looked awful. And then in relief of Aaron Rodgers this season, he looked pretty good. So I'm not, you know, just like give up on him entirely yet. Um, but I don't think from what he's shown so far that you can just go on without saying the quarterback position needs to be addressed. At the very least, get him some competition. You know, there, there's, there's not enough there right now um, for the Titans to move forward comfortably with him. Um, so, yeah, if there's a great quarterback that falls to you at 11, Maybe you grab them then, a C.J. Stroud, a, a Anthony Richardson. If you get one of those two, I think you jump on it. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you still got you still got something to build on with him. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he's shown you enough yet to, to stick with him. So speaking – I mean, speaking of all of that, you know, one name that you didn't mention was Josh Dobbs. Now, now is that a person that you could see, you know – starting next season possibly are you not are you not on the full josh dobbs on the titans bandwagon at all man i i do love josh dobbs um and i think he played pretty well in the games that uh he started for the titans and uh beyond yeah you know, he he plays a great game front to back besides like three plays where he just makes stupid boneheaded mistakes um that really really hurt but 
if he cleans up those things, I mean, he looks decent outside of those, you know, four or five plays where he just does something stupid, you know, doesn't throw the ball away, takes an unnecessary sack, throws the ball up to a defender, you know. Um, Beyond those, he looks great. It's just those weird three or four plays where it's like, what are you doing, dude? And I will say he did not fumble that ball. That was a forward pass. (laughs) He, uh, he he got a little screwed on that one. I'll say, I'll give him that. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a fumble. But after I've watched it back a million times and seeing how they've called other calls of, like, a similar nature, if you're going to call some of those other ones incomplete, that was definitely incomplete. Yeah. <laughs> Scriptwriters wanted the Jags to go. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. They wanted the Jags in there. Hey, they got a good game out of it, that crazy – four interception game or what was it that uh Trevor Lawrence threw uh that was that was an insane game but um hey they got it done um yeah I and Jags are gonna be tough for the Titans to get around in the next couple seasons yeah no I will say like that division is gonna be for the Jags to lose like they they need they'll be at the top like especially with how the Colts and the Texans are uh, the Titans, though, um, you, you mentioned like offensive linemen, maybe getting a quarterback. How do you feel about the wide receiver situation? Because I feel like that that's a big issue that they should address as well, um, especially losing A.J. Brown. Like that was what hurt them the most. I think if they had A.J. Brown this season, they would have beat the Jags, obviously. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot there um, to unpack. I feel like especially in this draft. Uh, receivers a little bit deeper than, you know, your premier offensive lineman. I feel like offensive line is a bigger immediate need for the Titan because you you just had the worst offensive tackle in the NFL last season. Statistically, the worst offensive tackle in the NFL in Dennis Daly. Taylor Lewan's coming back. He's old, probably a cap casualty, so you're not going to have him. You need somebody to hold down that left side. Um, so that's why I think offensive line is probably the best direction for them to go, whether it's Peter Skaronsky, if he falls to him, or uh, or if it's Paris Johnson Jr., who you know played left tackle for Ohio State last season and was phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of directions they could go. I do think offensive line is probably the best one, though. Obviously, if they want to go for a receiver, if Quentin Johnston's there, you really feel like he's that guy, um, then you could go for Quentin Johnston. He's going to be great in this league, I think. I, I like Quentin Johnston a lot, but – You've got it. You've got to address the offensive line at some point, man, because um, it's it, it's a big issue for them. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, Riley, before we go, um, there's a lot of our listeners. I think I don't know, maybe like 89% of listeners are from Florida, and uh, you know, a lot of them are big Gators fans. You could say. So, um, before we go, what is your like closing words to all the Gators fans listening? <laughs> man, all right. Y'all, y'all are going to be tough, and, and, and that's the nature of Florida when they play Tennessee. Y'all are going to be tough every time. But just remember, man, them Vols are not going away. The Vols are going to beat the Gators. Triple crown, man. They're taking it. <laughs> All right. I love to hear that, Riley. Man, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. We're definitely going to have you back on in the future, especially as a baseball season you know, starts heating up and things like that. But, Riley, just thank you so much. And, um, any last words? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Hope to be back on, man. It, it, it's a ton of fun talking with you about the balls um, and everything else, obviously, Titans, whatever else. 
Um, so yeah, ton of fun. Hope to be back for baseball season. It's gonna be a fun season for them. And uh, yeah, just appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. I think in the future, what we could do is we could get uh, me, you, and two other Gators fans on, and we could just we could talk about Ooh, it. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, for sure. But all right, Riley, uh, we'll catch you in the next one, man. Thanks for joining us.